is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello and good news. Welcome, welcome. I am your host, Hannah Cannon-Gator, and I sit down every week with a comedian and we talk all about the people, places, and current events affecting the world in a positive way. Whoop, 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 yeah, yeah. This week, I have comedian Natalie Benedict. She is based here in Los Angeles. You can see Natalie the fourth Wednesday of every month with the team Parker Posey, as well as Gefeltafish at 8.30 that same Wednesday, which hosts the show Side Coach. Same shows as our amazing guest from last week, uh, Jillian Dunn. So, you know, uh, get two birds with no stones and make friends with them and then set them free into the universe. Don't throw stones at any birds. Uh, As usual, if you like the podcast, if you could rate and review on iTunes, that really, really, really helps me out. Also, if you shop on Amazon, uh, you can shop with my link by going to www.boardwalkaudio.com forward slash hello and good news and then click support our artist that'll take you to amazon shop around like you normally would uh it doesn't cost you a thing and amazon gives me some of their sense and it's great uh okay without further ado let's talk about some good news good news good news good news good news good news time we had some freaking real good news. Yeah. Uh, hello and good news. <laughs> Here I am with Natalie. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. What a great time to talk about some good news. <laughs> Here she is, Natalie. <laughs> Here, present. 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 Uh, we've had a good day so far. We already talked about our days. Yeah, we're we're done. <laughs> we're done with that. We already talked about them. They're good. I hope everybody else had a good Sunday too. <laughs> when you listen to this, I hope you had a fine day. Um, okay, let's talk about some good news. <laughs> so my first story is about uh, a a group of women who are all in wheelchairs. <laughs> Try again. Why couldn't I say that? That was insane. <laughs> okay, so it's a group of My girls tongue- in wheelchairs. Got it. What'd they do? <laughs> My tongue would not stop moving at the end of that word. It just kept like rolling around. We are chowls. Wheelchairs. And uh, they are in a dance group, and it's called the Rolettes, um, which I like. And they dance around. What kind of dancing? Uh, all different kinds. Hip-hop, lyrical, jazz. Not as much hip-hop, I would say. Um, but some Ballet. jazz. <laughs> uh, lyrical. You already said lyrical. lyrical. I think I'm out. Um, some ballroom dancing. Oh, ballroom That's tango. Um... I think mostly like jazzy though. Uh, and they perform at like uh, different fundraisers for like they'll be performing 
at uh, Wings for Life World Run, which is in Santa Clarita, and uh, it raises funds for spinal cord research. Basically, the story behind it is this woman, Chelsea Hill, she was 17 years old and she was always a part of her high school dance team and had been dancing competitively for more than a decade. It's a long time to be doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dance is intense. Were you Dan- ever in dance? Uh, I was in dance and it wasn't intense for me because I was real bad at it. You didn't usually go uh, for like maybe three years. And I did, and I stopped because I was in, like, Jazz 1 with mm-hmm. all my friends. Right. And to get into Jazz 2, you had to be able to turn twice. And I couldn't. You couldn't turn twice. Do it. <laughs> so they're like, well, you could do Jazz 1 again. And I was like, but all my friends were going to go to the next level, so I just stopped. How many chances did you get to turn twice? <clears throat> you just had to be able to. It wasn't like, go now, and that's, that's your last chance. It was like, that you just the had whole to prove year. That you could at all. And I couldn't. Because I wouldn't go. I'd go like every three times. Yeah. It was no good. Um, That's really funny. But I watch Dance Moms, so I get it. Yeah. yeah. Dance Moms is crazy. That's, that's one of my favorite shows. And that's shameful. <laughs> we all have them. We all have our... I like America's Next Top Model. I wish mm. I didn't. But it's yeah. just a part of my life, and that's a part of who I am. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I like that you say turn twice. <laughs> like yeah. it's the official dance term. <laughs> yeah, you have to turn. be able to do a, a turn twice. It, what's the one where you put your leg up by your knee and you turn? A pirouette. A double pirouette. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, like that's definitely, that's not it. It's turn twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chanet. Oh, no, I don't that's know. That's when you turn, you just do steps as you turn. Oh, and then there's the one where you whip your leg around like she does in center at the end of center stage. She just whips it. You whip it to get your momentum back. (laughs) Whip it. I I watch dance videos a lot, just like on YouTube. So I love, I would love to see these ladies because when people dance in a way you haven't seen before, it blows your mind. Um, Yeah, I watch choreography videos from like the big, some of the choreographers around LA and I'm, I just love them. Do you watch the hip hop ones? Some t- uh, every now and then, there was this girl I was following on Instagram. I just stopped following her because there was a week where I was feeling really bad about my life, and I was like, "She's too she's much too for great. me. She's, she's doing. Great. She's too good. <laughs> this is only making myself think negatively about myself. I can only follow positive people from now. <laughs> only po- go. Only follow negative people to make yourself." Oh, yeah. Like people who are really down in the dumps and having a hard time. (laughs) That's who you follow. That's it. And then you feel real good. Like, I'm doing just fine. (laughs) I can't do a turn twice, but I'm (laughs) doing my best. (laughs) I'm going to text you in four years with the name of what the turn is. (laughs) I really think it might just be... I think we might have figured it out. Just a turn twice. (laughs) Um, I was texting my friend Haley the other day asking her if she had the second half of a pair of shoes that I couldn't find. And she's like, why are you saying it like that? Why? Just ask me if I have a shoe. The second half of a pair of shoes. I think that makes more sense. I felt really felt the need to reiterate like it once was a pair, but now I can't find one of them. If, if you just said, do you have a shoe of mine? Yeah. Then there would be more questions. Yeah. I was like, the second half of this pair of shoes and took a photo of the one shoe. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, why didn't you just say a shoe? No, I don't have it. (laughs) They shouldn't be called, I guess. Yeah, they should be called a pair. Pants shouldn't be a pair of pants. No, they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. It should be a a pant. Pant. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds silly, but it should be. Has anyone seen my my pant? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, we were talking about this girl. No, Chelsea Hill did a good job. She So I guess what happened when she was 17, she got in a car accident with Oliver. She was with a group of friends, and she got in a car accident and was paralyzed from her belly button down. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's got to be... I mean, I think it's hard at any point in life, but when you're 17... And a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably wouldn't have been as bad for me. <laughs> sitting all the time anyway. That's so offensive <laughs> and awful. <laughs> no like when I do like I think what you're saying does ring true in a way you know people who are athletes yeah people who have like something that's like important to them that has to do with movement Mm -hmm. also like destroyed her yeah but now she's using it in a positive way a good way to raise money yeah she could do that and just also I think like her thing is too like she's a huge advocate of like don't give up uh what you like to do just because of an obstacle yeah um yeah it was hard and she talks about a little bit like the first she just didn't understand I think because she was young and you're 17 and you know your body can do crazy things when you're that age it just (laughs) comes back from everything yeah I feel like I used to fall down all the time and, and it was no big deal you know like, you're just fine a lot of the time. So I feel like her <laughs> mentality was, she. It t- she's saying it took a long time for it to set in, like, oh, I like won't permanent? be able to walk again. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, like, your bone is broken and it will It'll be better. better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she seems real positive. They. I just love also that it's called the Rolettes. Yeah, it reminds nice me little... of, like, roller derby stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, she's 25 now, um, and she's the founder. She's killing it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a nice little story to start out with. Sweet little story. Yeah. This one, this next one is cool, um, (laughs) and like intense. And these are all from my hometown. No. All of them? No, not all of them. But I'll. just did that on the side. I do a. a, Side thing. (laughs) It's this little, it's the end section. Instead of small town news, I do hometown news now. I bring up something positive about where you're from. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. There's a man. I. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say there's a man. You're on a second story, and I just saw a man walk by your window. <laughs> Is there a ledge out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was there's... terrifying. <laughs> I was so confused. It looked like it looked There's like we were on the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, our uh, we share like a tiny, tiny little deck stairway with our neighbor, and they just walk past it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our window is like right where the stairwell goes down. I hate that. That was so. That wasn't good. We uh, also have like little fog. They're, they aren't foggy. They're curtains, but they're sheer. Yeah. So, so he looked like a shadow man. Yeah. All right. We can stop talking about it. <laughs> that scared me. so. Because well, the way you did it, I thought there was a man in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, there's a man in here right now. Anna, behind you. Uh, okay. 
On to this, this next one. This is over in the UK. Um, it's going to be an art exhibit. Uh, it's called the... So there's a, a charity, like, nonprofit organization called the Forgiveness Project. And they are putting on an exhibit called the F Word, which is stories. It's um, basically just very intense stories of people forgiving for, mm-hmm. like huge things um and like transforming from wanting revenge or hate to uh forgiveness and like being able to move on the first one i read is about a woman whose son was killed by a 16 year old boy um and like her journey into forgiving him and yeah it's so is it like a press a button museum where you go and you pre- and then the person tells their story um, it's a museum right yeah i guess it'll it's i guess a gallery is a better term like an art exhibit so it's photos and stories, and stories like on that that makes sense but it's a whole uh organization that has been around this is their second exhibit they've done but it started a while back um and the whole point of it is just to like stop a circle of stop a circle of violence mm-hmm. instead of keeping it going. So they also like they have a program called Restore where they go into um prisons in England and Wales and they like work with people who have uh who are criminals but usually are because of some other thing thing mm-hmm. that happened to them and like work with them through like forgiving themselves and also like forgiving the initial thing that started them down the path of more violence. A little self-help. Yeah. Um, Which I think is really cool because that is just, I feel like that's just how it happens. (laughs) Like a circle that's just, it's hard to break this. Like something awful happens to you from somebody. Like somebody kills somebody in your family you're going to go... Yeah, it seems a, like there's two ways to deal with it. You either yeah. fucking hate them, and mm-hmm. then you have that in you now, or you, like, use that as a thing, like a growing experience. Yeah. It's hard to do. Which I cannot... I cannot imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it seems like a very cool organization and just a really... Like, I wish I could go see the exhibit. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Let's go fly. Look up the, well, and I'll post it. Gosh, I've been so bad at posting stuff. But uh, it's called The Forgiveness Project. The The whole program is. And they have a couple different, like, things. They have the Restore program. And then also the, like, uh, they're just doing exhibition. Exhi- exhibition. Exhibitions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and events and different uh, programs. And it's just a way to present uh alternatives to cycles of conflict that's a good that's a good much better sentence to put it straight from the website not from my mouth (laughs) um (laughs) so they have a touring ex ex why can they say that exhibition but you say exhibit exhibition yeah i guess that makes sense stupid language (laughs) that we speak it's so crazy um yeah and i guess if you live in the uk 
you know what we should do together is go to the ice cream museum that they're bringing here. <gasps> oh my Have gosh. Have you seen that? Yes. I just oh found God. it last night. How there's like a billion sprinkles that you can just swim, swim in? Swim in? Yeah. Oh man. So many. We should go be the first people to go because that thing's going to get so gross. It's going to get real disgusting. <laughs> I want to. I, yeah. I got so excited. <gasps> the tickets mm-hmm. go on sale tomorrow. Let's do it. So we got to. We should get a group together. Yeah. Let's get a big old group you get free ice cream uh-huh. you walk in and they hand you ice cream and you just get it there's know. just pictures of ice cream around yeah it's beautiful uh i'm so excited about that that's good news uh <laughs> i love how we were like forgiveness whatever we can jump in the <laughs> thing of sprinkles but I mean, really that's how i get my anger and hate out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have i have a bathtub at home i do fill it with sprinkles so anytime someone wrongs me i hop in I there jump and break in the there. cycle <laughs> I have an image of you buying so many individual bottles of sprinkles yeah, the really and dumping them ones. out. I don't like, do like wholesale bags. Yeah. I get like those decor sprinkles yeah. at the supermarket for mm-hmm. $6 a package. They're so expensive. They're so expensive and they often don't have them. I'm a I'm a baker and I didn't know that. Yeah, I really I'm into baking a lot and they never have what you need at like a grocery store when it comes to like sprinkles or cake topping stuff yeah you have to go to like a cake store yeah uh every now and then one grocery store will have a random section but anytime you need it they're not there they have like a baking section and they have like half of the numbers you would need for like yeah exactly (laughs) they have like zero through five Uh (laughs) uh-huh uh yeah well uh if you live in the uk go check out the forgiveness exhibition and if you live in los angeles <laughs> go check out the ice go cream check museum. out the ice cream museum tickets go on sale tomorrow april 3rd this will have aired after the fact but <laughs> still you know it's all good news ice cream forgiveness you know mm, i wish i had more to say about this project because it seems very cool but i feel like it's something you have to see i don't know try and <laughs> Try and forgive each other. I don't know. That's such a huge... I don't know. I'm not very good at it. Um, It seems so hard. Like, this first story I read, like, she actually met the... Eventually, the 16-year-old boy. And she... They, like, talked, and she ended up hugging him. And then she was, like... Weirdly, I think that's, like... Like, the most awful thing to happen to you. But also, I have a lot more empathy for, like people who wrong people I like than people who wrong me. Also, Mm -hmm. I don't think people wrong me very much. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, like, I don't forgive people very easily, and I'm like, people don't do things to me very much. (laughs) You haven't had a lot of... Yeah, I mean, I've never had anything on that scale being wronged, ever. Did you just say that if people do things to people other than you, you forgive them easier than... I'm like, like, I, I get what your life is. I get, you know, everyone has it hard... There's other circumstances, and then someone says one thing bad about me, and I'm like, you're a monster. <laughs> I think that's the way most people yeah, are. Yeah, probably how most people are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, man, you gotta be something to kill someone. You gotta be something. You gotta be something. <laughs> it's hard, uh, something that young, a 16-year-old boy, that's yeah, like, that I don't know what he was wrapped sad. up in. So or, sad. Mm-hmm. It's like extra sad. Well, that's why I think the prison thing is very cool because then they go, like this 16-year-old boy obviously had to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the programs that, I, I get very excited when I read, there's like, 
I wish there was so many more programs that go into jails and prisons and work with people um, going through their own, because they're going through their own trauma. Yeah. Insane trauma, and you're, like, in the craziest place trying to deal with it. Yeah, it's like you destroyed someone else's life, but also your own in the process. Yeah, and it's a whole lot going on, and then you get out of prison and people no longer treat you like a person. Yeah, you read New Jim Crow? Gotta read that book. Oh, no, I haven't. That's basically what it's about. Not a good news podcast story. (laughs) I feel, I hate that I haven't read it, because I know. I know, I didn't read it for a long time, and people just kept talking about it and kept talking about it. I'm like, I guess I have to, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I think it should be required reading for, like, like freshmen in high school. Mm -hmm. I think it should just be part of what we talk about. Yeah. Instead of, like, a separate piece. Which right. is what we read, and I was like, "A boy falls what out of a tree." What is a separate piece? It was like a a required reading. I don't remember what it's about. I think it might have been about like forgiveness, because like friend pushed him out of a tree. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But like, and we read Sea Biscuit. Oh. Like we read the book about the fucking horse. Those yeah. aren't things we need to know. Yeah, that's a lame. I feel like my high school actually did a pretty good job, for the most part. Kind of. We did the Crucible. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, on you everybody. Have to read like Nathaniel Hawthorne, and I don't know what else. There's a, like a couple like really important ones for like to kill classic a reading. Yeah. yeah, but like we should. There should be modern books in mm-hmm. there too because there's some like really important stuff written about like what's going on now. Yeah, the kids should know about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we got to get those high schools <laughs> taken care of. Yeah, that's next on the list. <laughs> Moving on up. Um, I am trying to think of like anything I read in high school. I guess I remember. Yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird and Lord of the Fri- Flies. Flies, yeah. Oh. I forgot <laughs> to turn my phone off. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, well, let's see, where are we now? Oh, we are on to the GoFundMe of the week. Ooh. Yeah. Um, also kind of in, like, intense. Um, I didn't know, and I also didn't do enough research into this afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that there's, like, a really bad famine going on, like... Uh, in Somali, uh? Somalia, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There's there's Somali people. So. Yeah, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. We got there. The Somali people are going through a uh, famine in Somalia. Mm-hmm. That's I didn't know that either. There's it's Was not there being a talked shortage about. of like something specific because usually like <clears throat> there's the agriculture they grow the most and that creates the famine if that like goes Mm -hmm. out the window that's what happened they've gone through such a they've gone through a giant drought um and so now there's like a famine going on because nothing is growing and um i guess just nobody's talking about it and the ethiopian government is being really strict about like letting people in to Mm -hmm. help well ethiopia is like a broken place yeah like they're super poor um. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, don't know anything about African politics? Uh, I don't either. That once I started reading this story, I was like, man, I feel very uneducated <laughs> on all of this. Um, but I found it 
through on GoFundMe because there's a couple different ones right now that are GoFundMe's through different um, nonprofits that are trying to just put together a bunch of money and put it towards um, food. Yeah, food and also putting pressure on the Ethiopian government to let help Mm -hmm. in because they're being very, very strict. Like they're not even really letting Red Cross in at all. that's weird. Yeah. I guess they're um, denying all all NGOs uh, any access in. It's like non-government organizations, right? Um, Sounds fishy. Yeah. And so... This, this, uh, there's this one that I'm looking at is like for, uh, it's a student youth, um, or it's a youth and student union in Ogaden that is, um, they're going to be sending a hundred percent of the money towards putting pressure on the government, uh, sending money to the families that are hit the hardest. Um, and partnering with independent government registered uh, international NGOs, so people that will be able to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there's a couple different ones. And there's... Did I say that right? Ogaden? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you ask freaking me? know. Um, if you look up the hashtag hidden Ogaden famine... Uh, yeah, I just, I had no idea. I think, I I wish, you know how there's like always, something will happen, um, usually something that is important to like white people yeah. will happen, and then like GoFundMe will have like a burst of money into one place. Like I feel like it happened with Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and then the ACLU, mm-hmm. and recent stuff, and I wish we could have that happen every month for like different things because yeah. it keeps happening with Planned Parenthood and the ACLU. Right. And it's like, they're fine right now. Especially doing the ACLU good. has gotten like oh my more God. donations in the past like month than they've had in like five in years. In their entire, yeah. yeah. So they're fine. Let's move on to like something else that needs us. But it's like, but that's not going to directly help me. Right. Uh, you know, I've done that. I uh, donated ACLU and not like anything else. Mm-hmm. So. I'm part of the problem. Well, it's good to go donate to to causes you really care about. And then once you do that, maybe branch out a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's a couple, uh, this is a funny side note. um, But while I was looking for the, which GoFundMe of the week I wanted, I was scrolling through Kickstarter and I found two that are like very good ideas, but it doesn't seem nobody's donated yet and i i'm just wondering who started them because it means that none of their friends have even donated <laughs> but they're and there's they come from like such a good place like one of them is about a guy who it's a guy who is putting together a kickstarter to start a coffee shop where he will like hire homeless people as the workers basically and then his goal is to eventually get them off the street into Mm-hmm. permanent housing and I'm like this is a beautiful idea <laughs> I, you have no plan for like how you're going to do this really. yeah. it seems like somebody was like oh, I know what will fix it <laughs> and like made a kickstarter One for coffee it shop. that's weird I think we should just be hiring homeless people anyway yeah you know yeah it should, um, be, it should be 
We'll help him out. We'll help him out. We'll change it to a Kickstarter <laughs> to raise money to help it be illegal to ask for an address on job. Oh, things. I hate that. That's such a good idea, actually. Because um, I heard a lot about that. It's like it's very hard to get a job when you're homeless because you have to be like, I don't have a home in yeah. your application. So and. That box always drove me crazy because when you move, just even moving from one state to another, mm-hmm. if you don't have, if you're staying on someone's couch or like, I don't know, there's so many different circumstances in life where you're like, I don't want to put an address yeah. right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. We should get rid of that. Yeah. What does it prove? That you live here? <laughs> Maybe. Or, or it's just like for paperwork purposes of where to send a check they have to have it on file stuff like that yeah um but yeah you should be able to but the problem is if you leave it blank even if it's legal to leave it blank yeah people like, are why like did you leave it blank? why didn't you fill in your yeah, address because they probably are like oh you probably just missed it you know right um so we'll fix we'll we'll fix it yeah that's a good kickstarter or let's each open a coffee shop yeah <laughs> And just no, just only us, no resources. That's what's really funny about it. Yeah, it's such a great idea. Like, I love that idea. And there's been a couple of stories that I've done in the past about uh, coffee shops or uh, restaurants that have hired um, people who have autism or, um, like, nonverbal autism or Down syndrome and, like, are making all of their, like, all their employees uh, are that... Why can't all their employees? I think I get. Yeah, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, so I really love the idea. The downtown women's center does that. Their coffee shop and everything is. Yeah, the um, homeboy industry. That whole thing. Oh, that's, that's a all, different one too. Yeah, that's but that's a, gang mm-hmm. members, former gang members. Yeah, but that's like a similar deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just saying. I think it's a great idea. He needs way more resources and more of a plan <laughs> than like come in and yeah. work here, and I'm gonna get you in a part. Like, yeah. Um, then there was another one, uh, a woman who's like trying to just make a bunch of quilts for. She has ten dollars so far, uh, a bunch of quilts to bring to homeless shelters. But I was like. Why is your thing so high? She's at she her goal is like seven thousand dollars or something <laughs> insane. I Does she want to not do anything else? She wants to. She's got some sort of machine in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sounds like an evil plan. <laughs> got a machine. I got a machine. Maybe. Uh, I feel bad we're making fun of her, but. I do think it would be kind of funny to have a segment of Kickstarters that don't make sense, maybe at the end. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> like GoFundMes that I love and then Kickstarters that don't make sense. <laughs> These ones are all, like their hearts are in the right place. They just, mm-hmm. they don't have a plan of action. They're like, I'm yeah. going to do this great thing. I, I need $7,000. I heard that it's like better for you as an individual, not necessarily someone who wants to start something, but as an individual to like put your money into a giant thing than a small thing so like donating to the red cross your money is going to go a lot farther than donating to like your friend who's going to put some like homeless lunches together Uh, you know what i mean like if you donate to an established place your money is more likely to get a lot farther and um because i remember i worked for a lot of nonprofits in the bay area and they would always encourage like don't 
do it. Don't like spend five dollars on a lunch for a homeless person. Give that five dollars to like a soup kitchen that's already running and you'll feed like 10 people. Yeah. So, yeah, just something to think about. Well, I mean, it makes sense. They've got a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you know, know exactly what to do with their money. And mm-hmm. <sighs> but some of those places don't use the money exactly how you want them to. And yeah. I get that as well. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, my boyfriend, was working for a person and his job was just to figure out what the best place to donate money would be. They were just like, I'm interested in these, helping these three different causes. Like, what's the best way oh my to gosh. use my money? So he just got to do that. And he said, like, Doctors Without Borders is, like, one of the best. Like, your money will go the furthest for, like, the best cause. Ooh, that's good to yeah. know. So, and they help like all over the world and different yeah. things and like they save lives. So if you want to donate, that's a great that's one. That's a good one. Where it's like, you know, your money is going to go yeah. directly to really good things. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good to know. Anytime you donate, I feel like it's good to go find out. Cause even, is it the Red Cross where not all their money is? Yeah. Not all their money goes, but they also do such great things. So it's yeah. like, I understand the frustration, but it's like maybe from their angle, it's just hard to get all of their money to go exactly to where they want it to go. They're huge, yeah. too. They're so big. Yeah. But they're still a nonprofit. Yeah. It's not like there's, like, a dude making a bunch of money off the Red right. Cross. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently they just, like, don't allocate their money as well as people want them to. Mm. But they're giving money to people after giant earthquakes. Or yeah. They're giving help, not money. Like, yeah. They put food on the ground. I think that's, like, mm-hmm. super huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're like a no strings attached. Here's some help. Yeah, right away. <clears throat> um. Oh man. Okay, I guess we're already on to. Oh, I know why we're blowing the, through these so. F- <gasps> Oops, I just closed a tab. Uh, because I have a lot of animal corners this week. <laughs> <laughs> so we are already to. Uh, hometown news. Um. Natalie's from San Jose. The big... I don't know what it is. <laughs> the big... The big, uh, the big city next to San Francisco. Yeah. Does the Bart go to San Jose? I don't know. Hmm. How was it growing up there? Oh, um, it was it was fine. Very suburby. And mm. people talk about it in a way that I don't know it. When people talk about San Jose as like a city when you're an adult, I'm like, I don't... There's nothing yeah. to do. But people are like, but it's a city. There's like all these things around. And I'm like, I just remember malls. And yeah. it felt very like, it didn't feel like a small town. It definitely felt like I was living in a city. Yeah. But I lived in the, su- everything is a suburb. Yeah. There's no, like, I mean, there is a downtown San Jose. But, like nobody lives there. And it's just kind of like the hockey arena. Right. You know, the sharks. Yeah. And then everything else is like Silicon Valley stuff. So like, I live next door to eBay growing up. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so it's like, there's stuff like that, but it just felt like everything was a suburb Mm -hmm. compared to like LA or San Francisco or Chicago, you know? Yeah. Where there's like a real city. I always think those kind of cities are very funny, where it's like a giant town, basically. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a big sprawl. Yeah. Um, And there's nothing specific to it. Mm -hmm. Like, there's such a specific vibe to... Because it's a huge city. It's, like, one of the biggest in the country. I had no idea until you said that earlier today. Yeah, there's so many people there. Um, I was just doing a Sporkle quiz. (laughs) And it was, like, 
I think it was like top 10, definitely top 25, but yeah, it's one of the biggest cities. And when I think of it, I think of like, I don't know, kind of like metal. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's like the vibe I get. Yeah. Like, no, I feel of, that. I don't know. I have no idea what, how to describe it. Yeah. It's just like a big city, but without all the stuff that makes a city cool. Yeah. It's all the like working parts of a city without industrial yeah with there's yeah there's no like cultural stuff there's no like comedy scene Mm -hmm. which is weird for such a big city there's no like cool music stuff isn't going on that hasn't like yeah there's no arts yeah all business yeah so that's probably why yeah i hate uh like box store sprawls it's when I first I feel like Culver City is like that a little bit mm-hmm. here. It's kind of like a suburb in the middle of a city. Yeah. Um the downtown area is so cool and so fun, but when I first moved to LA, I lived in Culver City and I lived in kind of like the just the random part of it. And I would just I was here alone and I would just go to Target like mm-hmm. all the time because it was very close to my house and I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there is something about the comforts of places like that. Yeah. Like, you can go anywhere and go into a Target and be like, it's so, this is good. This yeah. is comfort. That's just why those things exist. That's yeah. Like, like, I don't understand. You go to another country and go to McDonald's. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Or even, like, going, if you're visiting anywhere to walk into a McDonald's is, that's nuts. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why are you going there? But, It'll also make you feel comfortable if you're mm-hmm. in, like, a country where you don't speak the language as anyone else. You walk into McDonald's, you're like, I know this place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one. The McDonald's in India is crazy. I went to India in high school. It's, like, really good. Their food Their is, like, food good. Is good. Yeah, it's, like, a lot of... And it's, like, Maybe uh, people vegetarian. Maybe standards for them. And not a lot of... Not really beef. Oh. Because of the, the cow thing. Wait. The cow thing? Because of the thing? You sound so ignorant right now. Isn't it? uh, It is in India where cows are like more sacred, right? Or a certain religion. Because I remember when they're in the middle of the road and stuff, you don't, you just let them. You don't run them over. (laughs) Just (laughs) like, like, you know, in the US, you just (laughs) plow them down. You don't do that in India. Uh, I sound terrible right now, but I, but I just remember there was like a ton of vegetarian stuff. Yeah. Really good. And I I was like, Oh, this is weird. I mean, I've heard that in a lot of other countries, people are vegetarian so often just because meat is really expensive. Mm -hmm. Like that's why Asia is all like fish and stuff. Yeah. Because they don't eat meat because that's what there is. Yeah. So I don't. But yeah, there's weird religious animal stuff mm-hmm. all over. Look it up. Is it Hindi? Pork? Maybe it's pork, I'm thinking. Because Jews don't eat pork. Right. And, uh, right, right, right. That's the whole thing. Everything I said is probably way off base. And, oh, yeah. Uh, but their McDonald's <laughs> was nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trailing off because I'm trying to. Yes, the cow, it's Hindi. It's Hinduism. Uh, the cow is considered a sacred animal. So, yeah, I remembered correct. I was 16 when I went, so it's been a minute. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But there was no... Yeah, there wasn't really any, like, hamburgers. It was all... Cows are so dumb, though. I know, they're so funny. 
Did you know that if it wasn't for us, they'd all die? Really? They would all be dead. Because of predators? Um, no, because I think this might just be in like U.S. climate. I don't know about other places. But um, they would die because in the winter, their snot would freeze and they'd suffocate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They would all die. Like, uh, we take care of them so that we can like eat them, but they're not like... Their snot would freeze? Their snot would freeze in their noses. Where is this from? What sources? It's like the zeitgeist of what I've heard. (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm 100% sure that I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Because I think that's true. But I know they're really stupid animals. Yeah, they are not very smart. But but I feel like that can't be true, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's true. (laughs) Um, Hi, kitty. Because there's so many cows in Wyoming and, like, we aren't going in there rooting out their snot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the case. <laughs> Ugh, maybe I read it on a Snapple cap. Which are half true, half <laughs> Which are fake. facts. Some of the time. Some of the time. Snapple is deceitful. I haven't had a Snapple in a while. I have them all the time. Really? Yeah. Diet peach tea snapple. It's my jam. Remember when Sobeys were yes. so cool? And everyone would have different kinds of Sobeys, and I'd only ever get the like coconut one. Yeah. That was like real the thick. Blizz- yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like a pina colada without yes. alcohol in it. Yes. Which I love. It was like the blizzard or something. It had like a, the lizard was like snowboarding or surfing mm-hmm. or something. something like that. And then there was one that was also like that, but it was like a weird like mint green ish color or something right is that not the tea because that's but it still was a milky thing, like, oh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> do you also remember when we were coloring when i feel like the early thousands uh late 90s was all about turning stuff crazy colors because there was also <laughs> those ketchups when we were like let's make our ketchup green and purple was that real ketchup it was catch. It was Heinz. It came out in a texture that didn't s- seem like real ketchup. <laughs> the green one was so bad looking. Oh, weird. Because I've seen some people put paint in ketchup bottles. Like that's a thing people do. <laughs> <laughs> like two like paint or for yeah. fun? Oh, okay. No, mm, this was ketchup. I, I promise. I bought it at the store and then just. Have I believe a- you. <laughs> Um, I just think you ate paint. (laughs) (laughs) Like people put it in ketchup bottles and then they like use it to paint. Honestly, I've just seen pictures of ketchup bottles with different paint colors in them. Maybe it was ketchup and I just made an assumption. It looks like paint. It looks insane (laughs) to put in your mouth. <laughs> it, it it definitely you also like squirt paint. it right into your mouth, which is weird. Yeah, that's how I yeah. used to eat ketchup. <laughs> um, all right, where were we? Oh, we. I still haven't even told you about your small town. Oh news. yeah, there's not news yet. Um, okay. Did you know about a place called the Sweet Retreat? Is it ice cream? Yeah. Yes. Wait, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you knew. Yeah. So it closed, I guess. In Willow Glen? Um, Yeah, I think so. Oh my God, my brother used to work there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it closed and it was sad, Mm -hmm. apparently. It's reopening. (gasps) 
It's coming back. A sweet retreat comeback. Yeah. Uh, it was forced to move. Oh, here's here's why it was sad. <laughs> it is really sad. A big fire happened and it had to close down. I do think I remember this. There's two, though. This one, actually, this might not be Willow Glen. I just remember reading Willow Glen somewhere. This one is in San Jose. Uh, Willow Glen is just like a like a oh like area. a neighborhood yeah um so it's on Blossom Hill Road at the San- at Santa Teresa Boulevard in Lucky's Shopping Center okay yeah <clears throat> Can, do you have Google <laughs> mm-hmm. do you have Google no look up Sweet Retreat Willow Glen because I think they're the two of the same because my brother worked at the I could have sworn it's called Sweet Retreat well you know it was an ice cream shop. Yes. Um, I also saw recently that Ben and Jerry's closed. So this has nothing to do with this article <laughs> in San Jose. Ben and Jerry's closed. Okay. <laughs> ben and Jerry's is done. <laughs> done. It's over. It's played out. I didn't know there was a Ben and Jerry's in San Jose. Well, it's closed now. Well, but good But the riddance. Sweet Retreat is thriving. It's like a big, I think it's a big deal in uh, in San Jose. Yeah. It's the spot. Um, so my, um, there, this might, man, I could just be wrong about that. You know how sometimes you think th- something is real when you're a kid and then you think about it as an adult and you're like, that can't be possible. Yes. There's a lot of things in my past where I'm like, someone must have told me that and I just believed it my whole life. But I stopped believing in Santa Claus like a year ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, one of those things you just remember. Unicorn, Santa Claus. I Get it, Natalie. I <laughs> empathize. <laughs> there was a an old, sweet, sweet old couple at my church growing up, and they owned ice cream. Like, they owned a brand of ice cream, and they, oh. like, I'm wondering if it was that place that they, like, sold their ice cream. Like, um, I don't know how to describe it, because it's not like... Like, places like that don't have their own ice cream. Like, they get ice cream from a manufacturer oh you know what I mean? uh-huh. like because ben and jerry's baskin rob like they have their own factories where they yeah. make it but a lot of like small ice cream places just order ice cream from somewhere oh yeah like yeah. the ice cream shop i had growing up yeah now like, that i'm thinking of it they weren't making their own in the yeah, back that, that, yeah um and like so this little couple in my church like owned a giant like ice cream factory and they would like sell that like they own that and they yeah. would, like give it to other people and I'm wondering if I'm remembering that correctly but they would always uh ice cream cater our little potlucks oh and everyone would be like they have the ice cream <laughs> the ice cream that we eat at other places it's so good because I think it was called like just like su- sweets ice cream something like that I don't know that's very cute Blossom Hill and yeah Lucky's Shopping Center Blossom Hill and Santa Teresa I'm trying to remember geographically because Blossom Hill goes across the whole city. Um, it opened today. I just realized today. Yeah. Oh man, I'll text all my friends that still live at home and yeah. The date uh, three p.m. Sunday, so one April second. Yeah. They opened at three p.m. Yeah. For, why did they open at like ten? I don't know. They had too many. They had too many logistics <laughs> to figure out this morning. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> I love. That. I worked at Baskin Robbins in San Jose. It was the worst job of my entire life. It was 
garbage. Uh, I could see that. I worked at an ice cream shop, which was the best place I've ever worked. <laughs> Big Dipper in Missoula. It was one of the ones where th- we made our own ice cream in the back. Mm. And Baskin Robbins was like our enemy. <laughs> In my head, anyway. (laughs) Not like the owners ever promoted that. (laughs) But my friend Justin and I one night went around with Big Dipper stickers. Like, all this is, I was 21. So, this, I'm (laughs) like, well, too old for this. (laughs) We went around town tagging everything with Big Dipper stickers and we went to Baskin Robbins and we, (laughs) Justin put one at the bottom of their. Uh, trash can so that he was like that way when they have to take out the trash at the end of the night uh, <laughs> what? that was disgusting <laughs> he was older than me that so he's like 22 personality flaw <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun and we were like let's go like we were in my car like so bad is shitty the way that other chains are shitty where the people who buy chains are not people who are passionate about it like Local ice cream shops are always like super fun and cute because there's yeah. like a you know a person like an old man who in like his fifties was like I want to do something fun he like opens the ice cream shop and that's yeah. like, adorable and this was like the bathrooms I worked at was owned by a couple who also owned like a laundry cleaners uh. and like they just did not care and we had to like if you scooped too much ice cream you'd get yelled at if you like put too much ice cream in the like um milkshakes they would get mad at you even though people would complain like this milkshake is it's milk yeah (laughs) and it was just like it was such a bad place to work because they didn't want it to be a happy place yeah they didn't trust any of their employees so we only had shifts with the owner oh we never worked with anyone else and like we just weren't allowed to do anything and they'd yell at us all the time and it was crazy and it's like don't open a cute ice cream place and sometimes I walk into a Baskin Robbins and everyone's happy yeah there's like multiple teenagers there and I'm like what's going on <laughs> this isn't right <laughs> this is the hell I remember yeah that's awful I know there was a cold stone we also tagged the cold stone <laughs> truck um there was a cold stone in Missoula as well and I know that they because I had a friend who worked there every time someone drops a tip at cold stone they have to sing a song mm. Every time. We didn't get our tips at Baskin Robbins. What? She would take them. <gasps> but we were all too young to like understand that that wasn't okay. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's awful. Isn't that crazy? What a shame to all ice cream. What a shame. To make it like that. But I would sneak into the freezer and take samples with a sample spoon. Nice. Yeah. To really get back yeah, at the system. Stick it to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a good ice cream parlor. Yeah. I miss Big Dipper. I like don't really eat ice cream anymore because I ate so much when I worked there and (laughs) it was just so good that and the idea of having to go out and buy it like corporate ice cream at a store. I'm like, (laughs) I'll go buy a local shop, though, every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, I'll eat a pint of ice cream every week. (laughs) (laughs) Or like two or three or one a day. Just just a little, just a little, just a little taste. I do have Twix ice cream in my freezer right now. Oh, that sounds good. And it's like kind of low calorie and I don't know why, but I'm eating it. So it's great. That yeah. sounds so good. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never forget that the ice cream museum is going to be open. <laughs> Never forget. I think not it's like now, a pop-up this, too. It is. So. I guess it started in New York. Yeah. So this is their second attempt. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I have another, I have another good news, uh, kind of tidbit from San Jose. Cause I was like, I guess an ice cream shop opening up is that's nice and that's stuff, but, nice. um, 
an affordable housing complex just uh, open, had its grand opening in San Jose. Sweet. I think this week. Um, and it's a company called, I started looking into them. It's a company called Midpen Housing. And they are a nonprofit, I'm pretty sure. And their whole mission is they're like mainly in the Northern California area, especially near, uh, in the Bay Area, that they create like nice, affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, Do and you know so, whereabouts? <clears throat> this, this one opened up downtown San Jose. It's called the Donner Lofts and it's on John Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The rest of them are all just kind of around different spots around that, like, area. Yeah, the Bay Area is, I think it's past Los Angeles in, like, expensive renting. Yeah, I think it goes New York. Bay Area. Yeah, Bay Area. Um, It's so expensive. And it's, like, kind of a bummer when you think about it. Because, like, you think of a place like L.A., and you don't really think about the people who grew up here. Mm-hmm. You think about like the industry, and it's kind of like that in the Bay Area too, where it's like, people like my friends who didn't move can't afford to leave their parents' house, yeah. and stay where the in the place they lived because it's too expensive, yeah. But it's like the people who work at fucking, I don't know what's there. Everything's there. Apple. Facebook's there. All of it. Yeah, um. those assholes. <laughs> also. I um, have a very bad taste in my mouth from like, I guess it's, it's not really gentrification because it's white people moving into where white people lived. Right. But it like feels like that in a way because my aunt was forced to leave her uh, rent controlled apartment in San Francisco and she was paying 1100 a month for a four bedroom. What? Like, uh, it wasn't a house, but it was like a apartment. Yeah. But it was like so nice and it's going for over seven thousand a month now oh my god yeah and so it's like really sad because she'd lived there for decades yeah and she was like rent controlled and they like found a stupid loophole Loophole to to kick kick her out and so it feels like that's a really sad thing that's happening in that yeah but it's so great like man they need affordable housing so bad yeah and this uh, they have wait listing or they like have lists for all their ha- and they specifically are like for families for people with low income for elderly mm-hmm. for people who are dealing with um, people who are dealing with medical bills mm-hmm. like they get first spots yeah. on these lists I don't think of San Jose as like a homeless population yeah like I don't th- I think they're they were just all in San Francisco or at least that's what it was in my head mm-hmm it's so suburby like if there was a homeless right. person they'd call the police right and they'd like take them to san francisco yeah so it would make sense that it's not just like homeless housing but like housing for mm-hmm. specific groups of people yeah who just would have to who would be, are being forced out of there yeah and it's nice too like they they build new buildings or they revitalize older buildings or um yeah uh neighborhoods that have become run down they'll revitalize them and make it not gentrify it, just revitalize it yeah. and make it affordable for so great. that neighborhood that was already there. Yeah. That's what I think is really cool about it. And it's all nonprofit. They have several different, um, like the full thing is run by four different nonprofits underneath, underneath it, but it's all mid pen. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I was like, that's a good go us. Yeah. That's a better good one. 
Not that ice cream is not good news. I just feel like we're maybe giving it a little but too I mean, much which attention. Which one is better, ice cream or affordable housing for people? Ugh, I just go with ice cream. <laughs> um, now we're to Animal Corner. Yes. Did you know there's a real life pet detective? Like a real life what is that Ace mean? Ventura. What? He, he finds just... people's pets. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful there the article that is written about him is probably like a 20 minute read like it is maybe 15 it's so long does he just come and like look around the neighborhood he's got a whole he has a he has i think the only actual um like official pet finding business i think in the Let's see. I can't remember if it's in the U.S. or uh, or the U.K. Um, it's not in the U.S. It's called, yeah, it's Animals. He's the founder of Animal Search U.K., which is, <laughs> the article says, the country's largest, and then it pr- in parentheses it says, an arguably only <laughs> missing pet organization. Yeah, missing pet organization. Aww. He's found over 2,000 animals. And here's how it started. He's a huge dude. He's like over six foot. Um, he was a police officer, like detective person. <laughs> Real detective turned pet detective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he had a night where he like basically was held uh, like th- knife to throat uh, situation. And he was like, I By can't a do dog it. burglar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that, he like quit that. the force because he had a traumatic experience. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to quit. And he quit. And he was like, what do I do? And he was laying out. This is like what the article says. He was like laying at home one day and he heard over the radio something about a missing dog. And he was my favorite part. <laughs> he called into the radio and said, I'm going to find that dog. <laughs> and then he referred, he like already referred to himself. At, he was like, animal rescue like animal search like (laughs) before he was even in business he just said he was like this is what i'm gonna do and then he went out and rented a van and found the dog within like 24 hours and brought it back um real detective work yeah and some people pay he said he's not making like because of all the money they have to spend on resources and like he'll get a whole staff like you can either pay like 250 bucks for a large amount of posters and like one person to kind of look around or you can get a team (laughs) like like 12 people set who set out to find your pet and that's like 13 to 1500 dollars jesus christ i mean i would pay that much to find my pet but that sounds crazy yeah but if you think about it like as a person you're like oh yeah if my cat if i couldn't find my cat i would pay a lot of money yeah uh, I was thinking about that when we thought we lost dude. I was like, oh my God. Hey, you're going to have to call this UK guy, pay to fly him out. Would yeah. have been a whole thing. But you found your kitty kitty. Oh, wait. This is I'm. Mm-hmm. This is why I thought the phone call was so funny. He didn't say the animal search UK. He introduced himself as the country's leading pet detective. <laughs> <laughs> and said, I'll find that dog. And then he did. That's so amazing. I love that he called into the radio station before he even started looking. Yeah. He could have just done it on his own, but he's like, I gotta let them know. Yeah, and this is like a night or two after. Yeah, 
I feel like it came right after he quit the police force. Uh, a dude, I guess he was like going on a criminal case. The defendant ended up like holding him at knife point. Jesus. Um, Do you think he like goes to all the like spots the dogs frequent and talks to their dog friends about when they've last seen them? Yeah. (laughs) Searches for similar dogs who've gone missing in the area. Yeah. (laughs) Finds patterns. Patterns. He's got, yeah, those boards. Yeah, with the the strings and the pins. (laughs) Like pictures of previous owners that could have <laughs> come back for him <laughs> oh oh that's so that's great. a movie already mm-hmm. they did it already uh I see that movie taken real seriously like yeah. it's not there's no comedy in it there's no jim carrey yeah nothing like that it's just like really serious very serious yeah um yeah like true detective yeah. pet detective <laughs> with true the s- pet detective <laughs> yeah with the same type of intro with yeah. like the double exposures <laughs> with, like close-ups on paws walking through mud and stuff yeah uh, make us a producer <laughs> Seventy-eight thousand pet patrollers volunteer to receive updates on missing pets like with this organization that's adorable i know um, Jonathan, because we we got their their little chips for the cats, mm-hmm. um, and when we got those, you can like sign up to get updates about like lost pets in the area, mm-hmm. and he gets them. And I've seen like posters and stuff. I've never found a. I guess we did find a dog once, but not from a poster. Yeah, I've never been like that's the cat from. They all look like cats. Yeah, you know that's the hard part. But we did find a dog once just on the street, and we brought it to a pet shelter because um, it it had like a collar but no tag. Uh, and so we're like, well, this is definitely someone's dog. Yeah. Because it's not like a stray dog would just have a collar on it. So we brought it to like a place. Um, it farted. <laughs> a real bad one in the car on the oh, way. No. Probably because he was nervous. Yeah, probably. <laughs> was, so nervous. He had lipstick on him, too, like, on the back of his head. So when we brought him in, they were like, oh, he's got an owner somewhere that kisses him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh. Um, Okay, other Animal Corner news. I thought you would be happy about this. Is the study that, maybe you already know, the study that's come out that's like, because everyone's like, cats would eat you in a second. Yes. Cats care more about food. There's been a study that came out. They took uh, researchers, put 50 different shelter cats and household cats into a room with nothing in it for um, for a few hours. They just sat in a room with nothing. And then they came in and they were presented with um, food, toys and like people. And most of the felines preferred to interact with humans over eating food. Oh. <gasps> They love love more than food. So take that, dog lovers. (laughs) That's, I really thought you were going to talk about the study about cats eating people's faces. Oh, no, is that a real (laughs) one? You were going to bring up like it was happy news. (laughs) Yeah. Man, that one's real cute. But this other one is like, your cat will eat your face first. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I remember this study so clearly because it's, 
kind of just weird. But it's like, how do they know? How do you conduct a study? Because it's like, it talks about if you die. Yeah. And you have animals, like, will they eat you to survive? You know? Because yeah. if you stop putting food out for them. Yeah. And, like, no one comes and claims your body or whatever. Will your cat start eating you? And the answer is yes. And it will start with your face <laughs> and your fingers. <laughs> is it because it's easier, maybe? Yeah. But, like, that's fucked up. And I don't understand how they came to that conclusion of, like, well, we put some bodies there. And we and it also has to be, like, it was also the point that it was their owner. So it's, like, it not only has to be, like, a dead body in there with a cat, but it had to have been the cat's owner. owner. So I don't understand Can how you volunteer yourself for that on a license, like, an <laughs> organ donor? Yeah. Like, cat research. Cat eating research. It's got to just be, like, the... There was, like, two times when they found a dead body with its face eaten, and they called it a study. Yeah. You know? Look more Or it's a that. conspiracy. <gasps> They're trying to let us think that our cats, cats will eat our bad. faces. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if my cat ate my face. I honestly, like, Good if I die, if I was left in an apartment dead for a week, and Jude had no food, and he finally had to eat me, like... Okay. All power to him. Because he can't get out. There's no yeah. water in here. I would be like this. That was the purpose of me. Yeah. In the end. <laughs> my purpose in life is to feed my cat my face. Are you an organ donor? Yes. Me too. Does it say it on your thing? Yep, it does. Mm-hmm. So. Right, so like, right oh, in, in Sharpie next to it for cats. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yes, you can use my skin to make skin grafts for kittens. For cats. For kittens who have, like, lost their ears. Did you see the little cat on the cat network that didn't have its ear? No. That they think that, like, when it was a, like, itty-bitty-bitty baby that its, like, mom, like, ate his ear or, like, bit into its head or something crazy (laughs) like that. (laughs) This is what I'm interested in, Hannah. I need you to start checking all your facts before I have you over for anything. Everything I've said is so wrong. <laughs> but this is real. I saw a video of him. He didn't have an ear, but he was like, this cat is just a regular cat with no ear. And it's, you know, I love those stories. Yeah. Those are the happiest things. So cute. Like, cats with disabilities overcoming adversity. It's beautiful. This ties perfectly. Uh, this is going to sound so bad, but one of my first stories I did was about a cat in a wheelchair. Oh. Um, wheelchair with no legs or like a back leg wheelchair like had legs uh but they were paralyzed and continued to live its life just the same just like chelsea yeah (laughs) in the beginning handler chelsea handler no chelsea hill yeah and her (laughs) just like chelsea handler uh with all of her issues she still lives her life yeah um now's the part i forgot to tell you ahead of time to do this Uh oh so I can I've already done it. Uh, I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, where I ask you about a, like a, something positive in your life. At all? Ever? Maybe, well, just maybe first, something maybe you didn't expect. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I won the lottery. Oh, but I did. <laughs> uh, never have. Uh, sometimes people is like, are like, people's are like, um, something bad that happened, but it turned into something good. Like, it doesn't have to be straight up. Mm-hmm. What did Jonathan say? Uh, he talked about you, actually. Oh. <laughs> I'm breaking up with he him. He talked today. about um, 
he talked about getting into school, getting the acceptance letter to school and like that moment being big. And then also how like exciting it was to see you when you got yours. Same school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very sweet. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I usually text people ahead of time just to be like, think about a thing. No, it's cool. Um, I should listen to your podcast. I'm an asshole. Uh, (laughs) I'm a real dick I was like I'll listen to one on the way over and then I listened to Odyssey and Oracle on my way over (laughs) so so to be happy that's a happy album I'm stalling while I think of something yeah that's fine (laughs) oh Uh, and it can be like the first thing you think of too it doesn't have to be life changing just something in your no I'll say something that's like the sweetest thing in the whole whole world um my sweet grandfather passed away recently um he was 98 oh whoa yes um the best person in the world you know what i mean like one of those people who's like oh like stand-up guy very like didn't talk a lot Mm -hmm. but would like do really good things yeah um and he like my grandma found out when he passed away that he like donated to charity the whole time they had been together, just like uh-huh. a little bit every month out of every like, because um, he got uh, what's that paycheck from an old company that you used to work at? What's that called? That I used to work at? No, like like a human. <laughs> <laughs> you specifically? What's that paycheck you get? Uh, like social security? Yeah, but like from your old work that like old people used to get, but that doesn't happen anymore because companies are garbage. Oh, pension. Yes. I think people still get pensions. But yeah, he had like a, a pension from working at... Anyway, he donated a lot of money. Anyway! I was like, Pitfire Pizza? <laughs> no, he went to UCLA like oh. a billion years ago. Mm-hmm. And when he heard I got into UCLA, he wrote me a letter. And he was too old to travel and I was already living in LA. But he had... My grandma came to visit me once um, with my mom and he had written me this letter that he was going to start giving me $500 every month Aww. to, like, help with my education. And it's, like, the sweetest thing in the whole world. And to make it even more sweet and perfect, he wrote it in his will that he wanted that to continue <gasps> through my schooling. Aww. Which is, like, to think... It's such, like, a small thing. But he's also not my, like, uh, blood-related. He's, yeah. like, my step-grandfather. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... And he married my grandma when he was, like, 60. So it's not, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's, like, a super, that's a special kind of person to do that, you yeah. know? Yeah. To, like, care about someone who's not, like, blood-related to you. Yeah. Like, he doesn't see my mom as, like, par- like his kin, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's, like, to be able to see his step-grandchildren like that yeah. is, like, super lovely. And I love him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's real happy. Yeah. Is it too sad happy, though? No. There's no such thing. No such thing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, my grandpa also kind of quietly gave to charities, and he passed away. And in his will is he's still continuing to give. He's always given to the South Dakota <laughs> tribes. And, oh. like, just forever. And Fuck. it's in his will to keep doing that. So, that's like, a big so chunk great. of his stuff is going to the <clears throat> to the awesome. tribes yeah yeah well, people got their shit together i hope i'm like that when i'm old yeah i'm not like that yet but yeah i think also they all went through like the depression yeah and so 
they have like a god i sound like such a Kelly. they went through like the like, depression like the depression that they like went through like, like and that was very hard do you guys so like remember how bad that was <laughs> i think it was real bad for them like i'm like sometimes they didn't have as much money as me <laughs> i think you're rich Hannah. so now they're nice <laughs> uh no i want to be i'll be hella nice when i'm old hella nice oh but i'm looking forward to being real crotchety you know i think it'll be fun to be crotchety about things that you feel very 100 percent yes or no about <laughs> like i can't wait to be the age where you're like that doesn't fly in my house yeah. charles is already there charles <laughs> will like hear kids being loud on the street or and like get all turn into a grandpa yeah, about Jonathan it. Jonathan too. He'll be like, oh, "What's going on now?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like our friend Clayton was staying with us uh, a couple weeks ago, and we went to bed. Our apartment is very very small, uh, just for people listening. Um, we went to bed, and Clayton went outside on the like that little deck that the scary guy keeps walking by to smoke a cigarette. Like, and Charles was like, "What's he doing out there? Is he smoking cigarettes? It's so bad for you." I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> We're twenty eight. You need to chill." <laughs> oh man, I'm like that with cigarettes, though. Yeah, they are bad I, for you. I look at people. I'm like, "What do you? What's going to on?" To me. It's the easiest thing not to do. I know. Like, obviously, once you're, like, addicted to it, it's, it's the, the hardest, hardest thing yeah. to stop. But it's, like, to me, it's the easiest thing to not do in the first place. In the place. beginning, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, didn't you hear what anyone said to you ever <laughs> your whole upbringing? That's all they talked yeah. about. That's, like, the one thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, that is dumb. It's expensive and kills you. I know. It's That's so crazy. And why is it cool? It. I've, I smoked for a while. I smoked all through college. And, like, if I go to a bar or something... I'll usually end up having one. It's almost impossible not to, but I don't smoke anymore. And yeah, it's so funny. Why is it the cool thing? I think it's because people tell you not to do it. And then yeah. it's something you want to do. It's like sex. Yeah. It's exactly like sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I was trying to think of, because I feel like Another that's something that. Maybe that's where it comes from because I feel like with sex they're like, "Don't do it, don't do it yes, ever, don't like, do it," and then you get older and it's like, actually, it's totally fine and really natural. It's like <laughs> how the world exists, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, so they do the same thing about cigarettes as they do sex." Yeah. It's like a bad. I mean, I guess it works though. I don't, I don't actually know anything about smoking rates because in other countries people smoke like like it's nothing, and they yeah. want their kids to smoke. They're like, "All right, you're ready, start smoking." Here's a pack. Here's a pack. It used to be considered, like, there was no, people just had no idea. Well, yeah, it was bad. you didn't know it was bad. Like, you, they honestly didn't think it yeah. was bad for them. It just Smoking on planes is what's the craziest to me. That was not that long ago. Yeah. I think even up until early 90s, you could. Really? Or late, or no, 80s. Indoor smoking. Uh, but my mom was talking about like she because she went to art school in denver they took a trip to new york and she remembers in college everyone smoking on the plane which even no ventilation no i feel like i've said this same sentence before but even when i was a smoker being in a tiny tiny room Mm -hmm. full of cigarette smoke is not there are people who would like smoke with their windows rolled up in the car oh god no suffocating even yeah i was like anyway what were we talking about Oh, Jonathan and Charles being grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess oh, I'm so happy we the battery didn't die. Woo. 
Uh, it's got one little bar left. The episode I did a couple weeks ago, my recorder was turned off three different times. <laughs> it was really bad. But we did it. Uh, thanks so much, Natalie. Oh, this was really fun to have you. Here. I hope I'm not the most boring person. Are you kidding? You stop it. <laughs> you stop. I'm pulling my you microphone like a crazy person. <laughs> like a, oh. You just stop it. No. <laughs> Natalie's making gross microphone jokes. Like it's like it's a big old dick. Oh. Or an ice cream cone. Nope. <laughs> this would be the, mine would be a sherbet cuz it's mm-hmm. orange. Yours would be blueberry. blueberry. Is that enough? <laughs> We both got silent at the same time. Are we all good? Uh, Yeah, thank you so much. Everybody have a good rest of your week. And we'll have a good rest of our Sunday. And good news later. That's my catchy catchphrase. Do you want to say something? If you want to say... Good news. More to come. (laughs) (laughs) You just went through the mental journey I did the first time I was trying to think of how to sign off. Good news next time you hear it time goodbye for the next time Time. (laughs) see you not see you because we're in your ears around okay bye thank you so much for listening to the good news podcast Check out the Facebook page, Hello and Good News, and the Instagram at Hello and Good News for photos and links to the stories I talk about. And if you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review it. Bye-bye. This has been a BoardWalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.